0: Welcome to the My Coach Kate podcast. It's the first episode. I am so excited. Let me tell you a little bit about me. I have worked in the early childhood education field for years and years. I currently work as a mentor to administrators of childcare centers and I have trained teachers in workshops and presented at conferences, national conference to. Personally, I was married a long time ago to my now ex-husband. For almost 13 years. We had three kids who are now pretty well grown. Right now they're between 20 and almost 26. And when we divorced, I repartnered and am now married to my wife. Uh, we were partners for. 13 years also. And we just actually had a surprise wedding. We surprised all of our friends and family and our kids were there. And I'm sure I will be telling you a lot more about that coming up. A couple of years ago, I was certified when the world shut down for COVID. I got certified as a life coach and a weight loss coach through the life coach school. And since then I've coached mostly on weight loss, um, both one-on-one coaching and group classes, but I love coaching on all different topics. So that's a little bit about me and the purpose of this podcast. For you, I want to give my listeners something short and sweet, quick 10-minute tips not more than 15, just a quick tips on becoming your best self and to become your future self, to start working on that and even to help you think about who you want your future self to be. Because sometimes we really don't have any idea. So I want to help you with that process in something quick and easy. Today, I want to talk about one of the secrets to happiness. And it's not what you may think it is. You might think that the secrets to happiness are more about living in the moment, having great relationships and connections with others, doing work that you love, having a positive, cheery attitude all of the time. And while some of those things do help you enjoy the moment that you're in, there's something else that happens a lot of the time. And if this something else is present, it's a sure fire happiness killer. So I see it over and over again with just the people that I come into contact with day to day and with those that I coach and their unhappiness comes from one thing over and over again. And that thing is thinking that something should be different than it is. So this can include a lot of different ways that this plays out. One of the ways is circumstances that happen. So whether it's that road construction shouldn't be happening or shouldn't be taking this long to get fixed, or my tire should not have gone flat today, or that flight should not have been canceled, or even general thoughts that might be more widespread that you can get a lot of people to agree with you. Something like people shouldn't die before they are old. So you may have lots of people that agree from you, but it may come against up against what the reality actually is by thinking this is what it should be. And yet sometimes this is what it is. So it can also include things about you. And we do this. I do this myself a lot of times. I've caught myself a lot of times saying things about myself, such as I should have packed the night before. Um, I shouldn't have been late for this appointment. A lot of things that are kind of like I should know better. Um, I shouldn't have eaten that brownie or I shouldn't have had that drink or that second drink or I shouldn't have said this thing to my friend or I shouldn't have let what she said to me bother me. A lot of shoulds that we put on ourselves, and some of us do it really every day all through the day. Um, If you're not getting things on your to-do list done, you might be shoulding yourself a lot. And of course, another big thing, a big one is about what other people do. So I'm sure you can think of lots and lots of examples about this. My kids should call me or come over more. My toddler shouldn't bite. That driver shouldn't cut me off (laughs) that way. My partner should pay more attention to me or should listen to me or take out the garbage or not be mad. So maybe for you, it's, it's those relationships and those family relationships that are the hardest, you know, maybe that relative at Thanksgiving who always starts talking about politics or, you know, um, little Susie never visits her grandma and she should, we have a lot of shoulds for other people because we always think that we know better, we would do better, we would make a different choice. So, of course, we judge other people and what they do. We all judge others, but it comes out in having these expectations of what other people should do, and the thing is, it makes us, the person with the expectation, the one who's unhappy because... Other people just don't live up to those expectations and they don't always do what it is that we think that they should do. And it ends up just making us unhappy. But sometimes when we have those expectations, we don't actually realize that it's making us unhappy. We think of it as knowing better or somehow being better than that other person who's wrong. We think of it as more of like righteousness um, and we certainly don't usually think that it's optional. So, if having all of those shoulds is the barrier to happiness, then what do we do about it? How can we use this info to actually be happy? And the answer is acceptance. So, the idea of accepting what is is going to be the thing that's going to break this habit. Um, You can believe that if something is happening, then you could believe it's what's supposed to happen right now. And then if you can't believe that, if that doesn't always seem true to you, if it doesn't seem like what's happening is what's supposed to happen, then you can at least just believe that it is what's happening. Maybe it's not supposed to be changed or it's not supposed to be fixed. It just is what is right now. So in that example of your partner's not supposed to feel mad right now, you know, it is true that anger is just a feeling and people do have feelings. They come, they go, they change, they come back again, but it just is what is right now. So if you want to grow your happiness percentage, what you want to do is actively grow your acceptance of what's happening around you all the time. So here's an easy way to start practicing. Just start with something and add, and it's okay after that. So that driver honked his horn at me, and it's okay. You are safe. You are not harmed. All drivers on the road are definitely not happy, and that's okay. The ones that you have for yourself might be hard for you. So you forgot a doctor's appointment, and it's okay. Five years from now, that missed doctor's appointment isn't going to matter. Did it frustrate you? Probably. Did it make someone at the doctor's office maybe have a thought about you missing your appointment? Yeah, probably, of course. Other people have thoughts, but it's okay. So if you don't believe that something's okay, then you might have to work on the thought that is kind of an in-between thought that might be more believable to you. So let's do a harder example. Let's say someone passed away and someone that you know or you is feeling grief. And maybe it just doesn't sound fitting to you to say, and it's okay. So if you don't believe that let's say, Sally lost her sister. And it doesn't sound right to you to say, Sally lost her sister, and it's okay. It might be more believable to say, and it is what happened. Or Sally lost her sister, and sometimes that happens. Or sometimes someone loses a sister. You have to find what's believable, but what helped you come to a place of acceptance instead of thinking that it shouldn't have happened? It's an unhappy place that we get stuck in. There's no way out of that without acceptance, which is why acceptance is one of those stages of grief. What we usually do as humans is we want to talk about it and we want to commiserate with others and we Often want to seek out other people who agree with us because we feel like if we have a group of people that all voice the same opinion, it's some kind of proof that we're right. Our brain always wants to be right. But what happens is we dig in our heels a little bit more, that it shouldn't have happened. We feel right about that. And then what happens is we get a little bit further and further away from that acceptance. By resisting it, or what I like to call it is arguing with reality. And it makes it harder for us to allow ourselves to be able to handle what happened. It happened and we can handle it. So just maybe good and bad things happen. And maybe we are the ones that actually label them as good or bad things. Sometimes, I'm sure you've been in this situation where something happens that seems good or bad, but then later down the road, from a different perspective of distance, maybe that good or bad thing doesn't seem good or bad. It seems the opposite down the road. I kind of liken it to a toddler who's having a temper tantrum about wanting to leave the hotel room to go to Disney World. It seems like a bad thing. They don't want to leave right now. They don't want to get in the car. They're watching their cartoons and they're happy and it's a bad thing. But they don't realize they're going to be at Disney World in a few minutes. The same thing happens with us. Something seems bad, but then later from a different perspective, it's okay. Or we can realize that other people may have a different perspective And we think something's good or bad, but someone else wouldn't agree. It would be the opposite for them. So we want to work towards a place where you can say, of course that happened. Of course that person did that. It makes sense. If I were them with their thoughts and having their day, of course they did that. Of course I did that. It makes sense. I can look in and see the reasons. I'm human. Of course that happened to me. And it's okay, I am safe, all is well.